What's happening, good people? It's your girl, Miss Keisha, and welcome to season two of Chat and Chew. Let's give ourselves a hand. Woo! I'm super hyped about this season, this next venture, what we're going to do, what we're going to talk about. I got some dynamic guests on schedule, some dynamic topics. Some that'll make you cry, some that'll make you laugh, some that's going to give you a little advice. We're going to be talking about so many different things, just like we did in season one, but it's just going to be doper. Yes, I made up a word, doper. Well, I am so excited to see you back here with me again as we kick off episode one of season two. Okay, I got a little tongue tied there, but it's okay. All right, so before we get started, let's um go into our disclaimer. Remember, all opinions and thoughts that are shared on this podcast are those of myself and or any guests that I might have. It's not intended to change your mind. It's just intended to give you another way of thinking about things. It's okay if we agree to disagree. All right, so. Now, everybody knows that the month of May is Mental Health Month. So this month, my T-shirts, thank you, Hot Topic and Spencer's. Um, I'm, I'm just shouting out a, a, a plug to them because if I don't buy my T-shirts from them, I buy my T-shirts from my own line, which is uh, SayWithYourChest.com. That's a little shameless plug there, but you feel me. Um, all my shirts will be towards mental health. It is very important that we take care of our mental health and we be our best selves. Today I made a post. It is all right for you to heal in a way that makes you happy. You don't have to heal how everybody else thinks you should heal. You don't have to doggone, you know, move past and forgive like everybody else. Do it at your own pace, at your own time, in your own way. You feel me? That's what I do. You heard me? So, shit I don't have time for because it ain't messing with my mind. You feel me? All right. So, all right, let's get started again. Um, So, y'all know last week was teaching, Teacher Appreciation Week, and I am just so blessed that so many of my little adopted, I wouldn't say little because they all grown now, but my adopted sons and daughters out here, they all went into, um, you know, the education field. My daughter is a teacher and her best friend, one of my adopted daughters, she, her husband is a science teacher, a middle school science teacher. He will be our guest today. He is TikTok famous, okay? So if you have if you're not following him, you need to follow the your favorite science teacher, Mr. Aaron Bowen. He's he should be chiming in here pretty soon. Um we was having a little technical difficulties getting him in. So the reason why I wanted us to um highlight educators for the entire month was because, you know, thinking about it, our children spend 90 percent of their time with their teachers, their daycare providers, unless you are stay-at-home mom or dad, you know? So what is it that we can do to support these educators so that they can 
be the best that they can be for our children and prepare them academically and socially for the next phase of life. You know, um, I think it is important that we have a we as parents have a great relationship with our um, children's um, educators, teachers, daycare providers, whatever the case may be, because, you know, they're going to see and know things about your kid your child that you may miss out on. So it is very important that we support them any way we can. You know, you don't want to be that parent like, no, not my kid. And your kid go to school and they bad as hell. You know, you don't want to listen to the teacher. You know what I'm saying? That teacher trying to tell you like little Johnny be coming in here, dancing on it. You know, you need to listen. You need to take time. And you, you, I mean, we all know our kids. We know when our kids bad as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like they used to tell me all the time that my daughter used to talk all the time. Wait, you right. She, she probably is in here talking all the time. Miss popular, miss got to be the center of attention. And guess what? My granddaughter is the same way. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't like that though. I, I was, I wasn't like that. I was the perfect pupil you hear me that's what i was i was the perfect pupil and the perfect child let the record reflect you heard me so um so yeah so we're gonna check in with aaron no aaron yet no aaron yet okay aaron has not so we go on we're gonna see what's going on with little aaron here you know what i'm saying we we're gonna give little we're gonna phone a friend and we're gonna call aaron and uh Jordan, get your husband plugged in, please, ma'am. Okay, Miss Keisha is calling. All right, Aaron. Aaron probably at the bar at in um airport because he misses flight and everything, everything like that. But he's an amazing teacher. Y'all really need to follow him on social media. He does some amazing things, and he has a great following. He is great with his children. Like, um, and why is he not answering the phone now? Um. No. Aaron. Hello, you reach Aaron. No, I don't, I don't want to reach Aaron. I want Aaron to answer the phone. Okay, Aaron. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna get this together now. <laughs> we gonna we're gonna get Aaron, okay? Okay, now Aaron ain't plugged in yet. No, Aaron, Aaron. Huh? Okay. Okay, no Aaron. All right, so we we gonna see. Hopefully, Aaron will chime in here. But let's get to stop. Let's go back to. But but for real now, you know these children go to school and like now, you know, um, teachers is di teaching different ways of doing stuff that you know we didn't do in school. You know, they got new math. I'm pretty sure it's you know, got the principles of the same math that you and I did, but, you know, we really need to support these teachers, you know, and I got it, you know, there's a few bad apples out there, I got it, but most of these teachers out here, and then when you think about the pay that they get, like, you gotta love being a teacher to be a teacher, man, you, you, you just, I mean, it, it's just one of those jobs that, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you be like, oh, I just love going to work. That's how you got to feel as a teacher to be a teacher, to be going and dealing with other people, kids. You know what I mean? And I've always had great admiration for people that daycare providers, teachers, 
you know, because I know how, you know, my kids used to be sometime, you know, they, you know, I'm, I mean, I used to look forward to dropping them off, you know, at daycare and it, and if we was off, you know, and school was still in, oh, Lou, you was going to school or whatever, you was going to the daycare, but no, 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 for real, for real, for real, for real. You know, we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to help these educators. You know what I'm saying? Because they are underpaid. They deal with a lot. Look at these teachers that are teaching in schools that you got to have metal detectors at the door before, you know, like, come on, school shooters, all like, you know, being a teacher nowadays is just like putting on a uniform darn near, you know, you go on the wall, you don't never know which day you might get called, you know, but, um, we really need to do our part to help these educators with these kids. And especially, you know, even at the, the young level of, you know, like uh, uh, pre-K and kindergarten, you know, these kids are very, very smart. You know, the things that my granddaughter is learning and like it ain't even pre-K, it's like pre-pre-pre-pre-K, you know, when they get to kindergarten, they, they ready to go, you know? So, and it takes a, it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of understanding for them to put up with some of the things that they have to put up with, because at the end of the day, guess what? They still regular people just like us. So now one adult may have 17 kids in their um in their classroom you know and they got to deal with them 17 little personalities you know um and then when you in middle school like aaron is a middle school teacher so you you got to deal with these 17 personalities you got to deal with them trying to find themselves you got to deal with their hormones you know you got to deal with all these different things and so chiming into mental health you can only imagine how you know their mental health is targeted or challenged in that position of being a teacher because you really have to set your 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 thing aside you know and hold up y'all hold on that's aaron phoning in okay let's see well i see what aaron got going on aaron um what we doing what we doing Okay, Aaron is clicking on the link, everybody. We all waiting for you, Aaron. You you like you real famous tonight, okay? So Aaron is clicking on the link, y'all. Let me see if y'all can see Aaron little little handsome face. But remember, I told y'all Aaron is married to my um play daughter. So don't be sending me no inboxes about your favorite science teacher, okay? All right, all right. It's letting you in, Aaron. So every time I click on the email, something to say, Quan, it's like this. The email is not pulling up. I'm clicking on it. Say, Quan, you don't say a email. You know what, Aaron? Just do it from your phone. Okay. Just do it from your phone. Huh? <laughs> if it don't work, blame it on Saquon. <laughs> Yeah, just do it from your phone. Okay. Oh, y'all see, y'all see my little tag, coolest teacher ever. Hey, 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 coolest teacher ever. Miss Keisha, I'm the gym teacher. Y'all like that? It's all in the wrist, huh? It's all in the wrist. And, and, and. Free throw, two hands. Can you do that in basketball? Okay, my bad. 
All right. Aaron, you there? No, ma'am, not Okay, allow Mike and Cam access. There you go. We 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 bought there, everybody. Aaron is about to pop up. Oh, I gotta turn the sound down. Oh, something. I'm gonna just set my laptop. Get away from that. Connect these AirPods to my phone. Okay. Oh. The, the, your favorite science teacher. <laughs> But y'all do need to go and follow um, Aaron on. Um, he is Aaron.Zay on TikTok. His name is Aaron Bowen. Y'all go follow the favorite science teacher and support him and his endeavors as being the best science teacher out there. He is setting the example. And he is a young African-American male, okay? Y'all, y'all go out there and y'all support these babies out here making a change um, for those coming behind them. So if you got little kids out there, you need to be here chiming in, hearing what Aaron has to say today. Because we're going to find out what we need to do as parents, as adults, as the seniors to help him and his colleagues when it comes to preparing these babies. As soon as Aaron gets it together. <laughs> I think we about to be good. Uh-oh. You done said that three times, Aaron. I know, I know, I know. Hello. <laughs> I think we about to be good. One more game. I can't blame it on nothing because he's not on yet. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Oh, we got some comments. Let's see what the comments say. I'm about to uh, hang up the phone and try to see if it works when I hang up. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Aaron is going to try to to chime in we're gonna see um you're right we need to help and protect our educators they do a lot for our children and the community that is absolutely correct um if you have school age children oh shut there we go okay so my phone is up let's see if we can get these airpods connected so you can hear me very very clearly and as y'all can tell what his shirt says i can hear he you from the bill <laughs> Dang, Aaron, you was up. Oh, there you go again. All right, Aaron. Everybody, welcome Aaron to the show. All you right, said what Aaron. now? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Aaron? Aaron, you there? Mic check. He's in. Okay. I got the sound. We ain't got no picture. Where you went, Aaron? Come back to us. <laughs> okay, can you hear me? <laughs> he looked like he outside on the bench. You should be able to hear me clearly. I got the hair pods on now. Oh, you got? there he goes. All right, talk to me. Talk oh. to me. Hit a miss. Hit a miss. All right, there we go. There we go. I can hear you now. Do not you touch anything else, Aaron, okay? We good. All right. He's locked in. All I got right. you locked in. Keep your hands in the air. Wave them hands around up. like you hands just up. don't care. <laughs> okay. Up. Come on now. All right, everybody. This is Aaron, the science, the, our favorite science teacher. How y'all doing? What's okay, doing Aaron, that? you know I have primed the, I have primed it for you. Let's yeah. get started. Talk From your me. perspective, we're gonna jump right into it. From your perspective, tell us why is it you wanted to be a teacher? So, um, 
I teach middle schoolers and uh, I feel as though I chose to teach middle schoolers because I feel as though you, that's the way you can make the last hard impression on the kid. You know, when they get in high school, they're pretty much stuck in their ways. They have their vices, they have, you know, they're stuck in their ways. But at the middle school level, right before they go to high school, I feel like I can give that lasting impression that, that could really help mold a kid's life for the positive. All right, but, um, all right. And, and I think, I, honestly, I think that is phenomenal, especially with you being, a, um, you know, a young African-American male. Um, I think yes, you made some excellent points because you're right. Once those kids get to high school, you know, they're at the end of teenagehood. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So they have really mastered being a teenager going mm -hmm. into young adulthood. So, exactly. you know, once they graduate, you're right, their mind is going to shift again from that point mm -hmm. on. Um, so what made you want to teach science, though? Like, um, growing up in school, I, I wasn't a bad student. I, I, I feel like I excelled across all subjects, but science was always my favorite. Um, so being that I can have fun while I'm teaching it, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't switch to any other subject science you know I can have fun with it but at the same time I do teach a tested subject so um mm -hmm. the students take the EOGs yeah, um, yeah. the mm -hmm. scores go towards the way to the school and everything but I love teaching science I couldn't do any other subject oh yeah I watch your TikToks I know you love it okay <laughs> and, um, I, I and you one, are great with the kids Aaron like I I have to say that you are great with your kids I don't believe that um your TikTok um, platform is like, you know, just for the platform. I really, you can tell that your students love you and you enjoy doing what you do. Now let's really get down to the meat and potatoes of what's really going on. Because as I was telling the people before you chimed in, our children spend majority of their, their time with the educators, right? So I know you see, you know, I mean, you you be honest now. Yes, I know you're some bad ass kids. You some bad ass kids. You know, so what can we do from your from your foxhole? What could we do as as parents, as adults, to better help you when it comes to you know little Johnny that you know don't want to do what he's supposed to do or you know little johnny that is is not catching on like you know all the rest yeah. of the kids or little johnny or excuse me little susie that you know she's not really um you know forming with the other kids and she's not creating those bonds because we know all of those things play a factor that affect their learning so what is it that we can do to assist from your foxhole as an educator to say, you know, these are some of the things that I think everyone in the community can do, especially parents, to help us. Okay, um, I feel like there's a few things. Um, when it comes to the community, um, zero in on the parents first, um, consistency. And when I mean consistency, I'm talking about consistently, you know, checking in on your students' grade, consistently mm -hmm. showing concern. For their academic endeavors you know i've seen both sides of the coin where a parent is only affiliated when it comes to their child being in sports or doing things that have nothing to do with academics but at the end of the day you know i'm a basketball coach too and student athlete is something that i push we're students first and then we'll focus on the athletic right but right, right. Other than consistency 
you know, if the parents could be consistent, um, because sometimes a parent will show concern at the end of the year when, when there's a month left in school and your kid been failing all year. Right, right. So, right. Let, let's be consistent here. You, you expect your kids to come to my classroom and we consistently provide them with the education. If you can reciprocate that consistency, we can get a lot of Consistency right. one, um, if the community would be more, uh, I guess engaged is a good word to use. Um, I mm-hmm. teach out there in Hope County, where it's a very low income area. Okay, okay. so it's these kids got one park to play at, Park 211. And when they go out there to play, um, if it's not shut down because they out there fighting and whatnot, where else right. they gonna go? Right. And that's why these kids fall into the streets. That's why right. they fall into all of these negative influences because mm-hmm. they don't have anywhere else to go. So if the community is more engaged to give these kids an outlet, you know what I mean? And that's why, you know, being a basketball coach, whenever I get the chance, I open up the gym for them kids. You know what right. I'm saying? They need somewhere to go. Um, those are the two main things. I mean, the community can get engaged and realize that if we don't give our kids something to do, they're going to find something to do. Right. In, in a low-income area, yeah. there's, there's not too many things to do. So they, they, they find themselves in the streets. I've, um, right. I, I lost a, a, one of my old basketball players maybe three months ago. He was wow. shot and killed at the high school. So um, with that being said, we, we got to do better as a community. Just by being there for these kids. So consistency and just being there for these kids through engagement. When there's community events and whatnot, you know, sometimes the community, especially in a, a hood area, they right. are not uh-huh. going to that. You know, but in these richer, um, wealthier neighborhoods, Everybody's yeah, out there. You're the right. teachers, the the parents, the everybody. Regardless of whether it's their child out there playing or not, they're they're exactly. out there supporting all the children and the activity. You're right. When they when they say it takes a village, um, yes. I, I think that that is a true statement because it truly takes a village to, to raise these kids. I only have them for about eight hours. Right. And right. The, the fact that I have them for about seven or eight hours a day. And I'm more involved than some of their parents. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. you're right. You're and not all of them are in that parental home, but we, we gotta we gotta provide an outlet as a community. Right. That's the only way we're going to get better. You're right. I hope y'all listening out here in in um in in, in chat with you and land, especially if you have school age children. Like, yes, you know, the children are our future. You know. Uh, we get mad at the millenniums and say, you know, they're spoiled, they this, they that. But you know what? They are a product of their environment, you know? Wow. We're the parents of them. We mm-hmm. we made them that way. So mm-hmm. now, as, as they're becoming adults, we want to try to uh, kind of shift it. But mm-hmm. what can we do for when the millenniums are having kids? And you yeah. have an educator here telling you, like, we need to get involved just because I'm telling you what I will. It is nothing for me to hop on a plane when my grandbaby is in, you know, having some type of activity because I want her to see me there. I want, you know, other little kids who do, don't have somebody there for them, you know, just to see someone here. And, and you know, you can take them in. It, it, We're not saying you got to take them home with you. But, yes, you know, ma'am. these kids need to know that. They need to have somebody to look up to and somebody to pat them on their backs besides the educators. We cannot, we cannot as a society continue to put so much responsibility on the educators when those are our kids. Those are our yes, kids wow. first. 
Yeah. So, and Aaron, you made a, a amazing point when you said, you know, wait until the end of the year, and then because you don't want to, you don't want your child to fail. Well, you better be glad I ain't, I'm I'm a fake teacher, because if I was a real teacher, hmm, mm -hmm. well, Johnny would be left behind. That's what we used to call it back in the day. I don't know what they call it now. Oh, that's it. You know what I'm saying? You'll be, little Johnny would be left behind, honey. But we, on a serious, you know, you made some amazing points, and you hit it right on the nail. Um, and and you know what? It gets me. This is this is the thing that gets me too. And I think I said this on another episode, but we pull together as a community when something is going wrong. When one of our little young black boys or young black girls has gotten shot, killed. Where where are we pulling together when little Johnny is out there playing football and little Johnny is is from a single parent home and he got four or five other brothers and sisters and his mama have to work. Where are where are those the villagers stepping in to support little Johnny so he can keep going, he can keep doing well so he can be the example and he can change the narrative so we have to do better as a community. So I'm, I'm gonna get off my soapbox right now because I get I get a little um, I get a little flustered about this. Keep topic. going. They need to hear all that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I really do because I think that sometimes we forget that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am not downplaying what happens in the street. I am not downplaying that. But I do feel like if we as a community pour more positive back in. I'm not saying the negative is going to go away because it's not. There's still going to be violence. There's still going to be gangs. There, there's still going to be options that are negative options. There's still going to be there. That's just the way of the world. But, comma, dot, dot, let's make it harder for our kids to choose those options, especially in our low-income communities. Last minute, and, and that was one thing I loved about being in Fayetteville was it was so many um community activists, young men, um sororities, you know, fraternities, churches, they really pour into the children. And and I thought that was just an amazing thing to see. Um, so yes, I I I but ting, ting. I 100% agree because you, you yeah. like you said, ting. it's not going to get rid of all negativity it's not right. gonna stop gangs it's not gonna right. stop violence it's not gonna stop any of this stuff but it will give the kids a fighting chance right and that's what it is some of these kids are treading water yeah they're, they're one one bad move away from losing their life one bad yeah. move away from spending the rest of their life behind bars right so right, right. we gotta we gotta give them the 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 abacadabra a b c d option we we got we gotta give them the abacadabra <laughs> that's what we used to call it back then. abacadabra <laughs> Pick one. Pick one. I'm I'll tell you. But I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it. Because well, that's when... great. That's great, Aaron. So yeah. tell me, um, talk to me about how your TikTok influence has helped you as a teacher. Um, okay, so being in my first few years, because I didn't go viral until last year in February. So it's been about a year since I've been doing social media influence. But beforehand, I already had relatability with the kids. You know, I'm a younger teacher. They're not used to seeing a young black male teacher that actually, you know, I'm I'm not corny. I'm not, don't get me wrong. I, I love my little corny dad jokes, but I actually know how to carry myself socially. You know what I'm saying? Right, so they, right. they have somebody that they actually look up to, not just intellectually, but hey, 
I like the way this guy dresses or I like the way that he carries right. himself. I like how right. he's actually has charisma, things like that. Right. But when I got on TikTok and I built a following mm-hmm. and these kids knew who I was before they even got to my class, mm-hmm. that gave me a lot of power. Like That's I have good. zero uh, classroom management issues. You know what I mean? Because they, they consider it a they consider it to be a privilege to be in my classroom. You know right, what I mean? Because right, right. you come to my classroom, it looks like no other classroom in the building. I got the lights everywhere. They love coming to my room. They're comfortable. You know, I got right. the posters. It, they love it. And that but, makes learning better. That's the key. And if you got I these would, kids I would imagine that that makes fun, learning better. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so, you know, and I think that's a great thing because it's a, it's a lot of different teachers and principals that are, you know, they're doing... They are, because times change, you know, mm-hmm. times change. We just did the battle of the era, so times change. So mm-hmm. it's great to see that, you know, a lot of educa- educators are changing with the times to catch the kids' attention, to pull them in, to make learning fun and desirable, to make the choice to do the right thing versus the wrong thing more desirable, to help, um, you know, minimize bullying, you know, to help minimize teen suicide, to help minimize depression and, and all of these different things that these young kids have to deal with these days, you know, yeah, back in my days, we dealt with it, but it was just different. You know, it wasn't as prominent as it is now. So let's talk about that. Do how, how in your experience as a teacher thus far, have you ever had to deal with, um, you know, bullying or, um, kids that were, you know, depressed or, you know, how do you engage that? How does that really, you know, how much support does the school give you? Okay, so um, every school does have a guidance counselor. Uh, we're, we were blessed to have a very hands-on guidance counselor. If we ever had any issues with, with the student complaining about depression, any of the above, we can use that as a resource. She she welcomes those kids to our office. She, I, I've seen her hold a kid for hours, just sitting there talking to them, and they've actually made strides. But um, as far as how do I deal with it, I provide a listening ear. Sometimes these kids just need to be listened to. And, um, you know, I tell them when they're wrong. I tell them when they're right. I, I just try my best to be honest. And I tell them at the end of the day, I'm not perfect. Right. We're all human and we're all trying to figure this out. But if you can just be better, a little bit better than the person you was beforehand or the person you were yesterday and just continuously build upon yourself. And these kids are like looking at social media. Granted, I'm one of those social media people. And but I you're a positive them, influence. Exactly. But I tell them, hey, it's just social media. They'll yeah. look at social media and try to live this facade, try to like they'll consider they're not matching up because oh, I see this person on social media and I'm not, I'm not that's why I'm not at right now. So um, you know, they, they might feel bad about themselves, but I'll be honest with them. You know, I provide that listening ear and I give them advice as far as I, I, from a imperfect person's perspective. Right, I speak right. from my experiences. You know, some teachers will i've seen teachers that cannot apologize to their kids i apologize to them kids if i'm wrong you know what i'm saying so i not only provide advice when i'm talking to them but i provide provide advice through my actions you know what I'm i hold myself accountable so they learn accountability things like that are life skills that they need right set the example humanizing yourself and their kids like you said is learned behavior so right right they're going to get learned behavior at home at school whatever it is it's always right. learned 
And I think I that's something. That and I think you, 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 again, you hit another nail on the head. We as parents, and I had to learn that as well. You know, thank God my kids is adults, but uh, because I don't know if I can raise any children now. Mercy, Lord Jesus. But anyway, um, we have to be the same way. You know, it's important that we as parents do not put ourselves so high to where kids, our children don't feel like they can come to us. Like you can still, you know, um, you don't want to make it to where is too much of a friendship got it. And you still want to, you know, have that sense of discipline. But at the same time, you still want your babies to be able to come to you and talk to you about anything. Because what what we went through as children, as teenagers, is far different from what these babies go through now. The obstacles that they have, the, you know, choices, the, you know... All of this influence that they have now, we, we didn't have that. There was no social media. You know, there was no social media. If anything, it was who was getting the new sneakers and who wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was no social media for us to look up to, you know, random people with nice bodies and, and everything hanging out and long hair and baby hairs laying on their face and all, you know, six packs and 12 packs and all kind of stuff. Like it wasn't that. So what we saw was our example, you know what I mean? So it's a difference during a time you couldn't get the new sneakers when they first came out. You had to wait a week or two to get them versus what these kids are having to deal with now in these days. So I would say as a parent, especially nowadays of teenagers, um, you know, middle school, high school kids, don't put yourself, don't create such a, a wall of defense to where your child doesn't feel like they have an outlet. You know, you want your baby to come. I know when my babies was coming up, I, listen, I want you to get it from me. I don't want you to get it from in the street. I, and Dominique Dante used to ask me some crazy questions, okay? They done caught me off guard plenty of times. Like, okay, I'm going to answer this right here. I can't phone no friend. Um, At least they knew they could come to you. Yeah, that's, that's you know, but they knew they could come to me. And because I didn't want them to feel like you know, well, she done brushed us off, so I ain't gonna ask her nothing else. I just went on ahead and said it, whatever it was. I'm just gonna say it. So I think that's important. Um, and I think it's amazing, um, you know, how you say you you allow yourself to just be human, um, and, and you show yourself as I'm I'm no better than you. Each day is a new day for me just is it just like it is for you i mess up just like you messed up like it's just on a different level and baby trust me you gonna continue to mess up middle school is not the end of the world okay so so that's great Aaron. and i i really appreciate you know everything that you do your your platform like it, it, it is just amazing so i know that you teach in um fayetteville north carolina and you you at a, a rather um low income area um Tell me this, how much parent um, involvement do you see? No? 
I was muted. So okay, it's now. okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I, all right. So you know, I know noise. this is your first time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but parent, parent involvement. Um, what what I will say is this. Um, I teach a wide a wide variety of students as far as their academic performance. Mm-hmm. So I teach anywhere from what would be considered low performing. I don't call them low performing. I just, uh, you know, th- those are my. You just got to work a little bit harder with those right. things. But um, from the low end all the way into you know AIG, the academically intellectually gifted population. And what I've noticed is whether the student is AIG or whether the student is low performing, if the parent is there, they perform better. I've mm-hmm. seen students where AIG got all the intellect in the world, but fail because their parents aren't there. They don't have any discipline, so they're lazy. They got, mm-hmm. they'll pass the end of the year test, but they've been failing all year because they have zero work ethic because mm-hmm. what's at home. And then you see a, a lower end student, their parent, both parents are there, um, they're not just there, but they're making sure they're up to date on the student's grades, things like mm-hmm. that. And that student, I bet, will make it in life because they have life skills that are needed. You know what right. I mean? And um, yeah, so if the, if the parents are involved, the students do better, even if it's even if they're not doing the absolute best, mm-hmm. they do they do better. And I I rarely see when a parent is there helping their student to see the student fail. If the parents there and actually engage and staying on their kids when they don't do work, if there's consequences, mm-hmm. it's very, very seldom. Bing, 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 consequences. Yes, ma'am. That's good. That's good. That's a, a great point because that goes back into mm-hmm. social influence. We we rewarding these kids for mm-hmm. what? If their grades are not right, if they're not performing, if they're not you know, if they're not doing what they're supposed to do to make them productive citizens, productive human beings in society, ultimately parents and, and you know, grandparents and, you know, work it, working for someone, employees or CEOs, whatever the case may be, if there are not consequences, then we will have a problem, you know, then we'll have those ones, um, you know, doing other things outside of being productive you know let's just say it like that so you're right consequences is very important and we cannot expect we as parents and as a community we cannot expect the school to always enforce the consequences we as parents have to be responsible as well we as a community have to be responsible as well um to enforce those consequences when a child is not doing what they're supposed to be doing when it comes to their education. You, you know, we can influence 18 and under. Now, granted, when they get 18, we really can't influence them. 18 and under, we can influence. We can absolutely influence. So, Aaron, let me ask you this. Uh, do you see a lot of teen pregnancy in middle school? Is is I'm hoping that's not a thing anymore. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a thing because kids are having sex. Like, it's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, they're having sex at home. And so, so how about teen pregnancy? Uh, I have had students, you know, my past students, and um, students who I haven't had to teach, and I've witnessed it. Um, teen pregnancy is still a thing. Um, what I will say is that them having social media, and not just social media, but the internet any of the above at their fingertips they aren't 
ignorant or unaware of certain things. You know, sometimes in the past, I would say teen pregnancy was 100% because of lack of knowledge. You know, they didn't know that right. these different contraceptives and all of these things out there that you can use to be safe. Um, nowadays, students, they're aware of that. You know, right. these kids got phones in third and fourth grade. They know about all of this stuff before they even get to middle school. Right, right. But that does not diminish that they make bad decisions still. Right, With right. that being said, teen pregnancy is still a thing. Is it still as bad as it was? I wouldn't say so. Right. I, I would definitely say the percentages have decreased, um, but it's still a thing for sure. Right, right. Still relevant. And, and, and you, you made a valid point with now that they have access, you know, to, to the knowledge, to the information, um, they can make better choices if and when they decide to be sexually active. But as parents, as a community, we still need to have those conversations with, with our children sooner rather than later. Because it, trust me, if we don't tell them, somebody is going to tell them. And if I'm not mistaken, I want to say my daughter told me that, like, um, it's it's a mandatory class or something in school. I don't know what is it, elementary school or middle school or what, but um, sex fifth education grade. in fifth, fifth, gra grade. fifth grade. Oh, wow. Exactly. Fifth grade. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. Shit. I don't know how I would have handled that fifth grade. Okay. Yeah, well, um, those of y'all out there in, in Chattanooga land who have fifth graders, fourth graders, prepare your fourth graders for the fifth grade, and you prepare your own self for the fifth grade because they will start to talk about sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. Ooh, mm -mm. I don't know. I, I just couldn't make it nowadays. Ooh, wee, wee. So, um, okay, Aaron, you know, we're going to wrap it up. I know you out there traveling and everything, so I ain't going to hold you. And I, I definitely appreciate you taking out your time with us. And um, I'm looking forward to, you know, all the great things to come, you know. So, um, and, and, and on behalf of my audience and me, I definitely appreciate everything you do. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I know the Lord is going to bless your hands and uh, anything that you put your hands to. Um, and, and all of those children that are lucky enough to be taught by you, they are really getting a treat. And, and I'm pretty sure you will be that one teacher where those kids will say, you know what? I had this one teacher that, you know what? He changed my life. That's going to be you, Aaron. So again, out there, you guys, if y'all are not following our favorite science teacher, I encourage you to go to TikTok and look up Aaron Bowen and make sure you follow him. And especially if you have middle school age kids, um, you know, just you can take some ideas from it. You know, how can I relate to my child better when it comes to getting them to do their homework, you know, getting them to, you know, pay attention in class or whatever. Like nowadays us as parents, we have to be, you know, we have to see things differently, you know? So, um, we were great to have Aaron on. Looks, oh, there he is again. Oh, oh there, there he is right there. He's come back for, uh, uh, um, uh, encore. Wanted to come and give you a proper exit. My father tried to call me. Okay. Wanted to give you a proper exit. Well, Aaron, this I can't sure win today. Oh my goodness, you, sweetie, I sure appreciate you. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you and Jordan and all the great things that you guys are doing. Um, yeah, and just thank you, sweetie pie. And you be safe, okay? All right. So.
Um, I hope you guys are really paying attention, y'all out there with them kids now, especially them kids going into fifth grade because you know they saved out that sex ed in the fifth grade, baby. I ain't know about that, but that's some serious business right there. Now I don't know how I feel about that happening. Babies going into fifth grade talking about they teaching them about their bodies and everything and all these different things that they teach them about. And I mean, it's good for them to know, but phew, fifth grade, how old are you in the fifth grade? Lord have mercy. Um, if not anything, we just need to, as Aaron was saying, we need to really support our kids, support our educators, support our schools, you know, get out there, you know, football season and just go to the football game, you know, basketball games, you know, whatever, lacrosse, tennis, whatever it is, you know, just, just, just go out there and see what those kids are doing. Give them a pat on the back. Or, you know, if you want to volunteer, you know, go out there and volunteer, you know, especially in our um, low income areas. Um, you know, let's just do our part to let these kids know that we are supporting them and we got them and we want to see them succeed, you know? So um, if not anything, I hope that's what everyone takes from this and, if you didn't uh, show a little bit of appreciation to a teacher or a child care provider or, um, you know, for a teacher appreciation week, uh, make sure that you find you a teacher and you, you know, pay it forward. Buy them a coffee. Yeah, because, you know, they, they need coffee. I know my daughter be sucking down coffee like ain't no tomorrow. But, you know, just give them a thank you. You know, just give them a thank you. People thank soldiers all the time. We need to thank our, you know, thank our teachers as well. Um, we thank, you know, healthcare providers, you know, they save lives, but um, we need to thank our educators as well. So they're, they, what they do is phenomenal. What they do is um, everybody can't do, you know, and, and if you like me and you know, you can't, you right. The Lord didn't give us that, um, we didn't get that. We didn't get that, you know. So hats off to the educators, you know. Um, so that was phenomenal. Um, I thank Aaron again for being a part of our um, our show tonight. Season two, episode one. Next week, we'll have one of his colleagues here. Um, he is a high school teacher. And so, um, and you know, what? I just think it's so great that... I can reach out and pull back on a young African-American man out here making um, a difference in besides rapping. And, you know, he is these men are out here making a difference. You know, I know I follow, um, you know, my pastor. I'll be telling you all about my pastor. Uh -huh. My pastor is big with supporting young men. Oh, my pastor is Jamal Bryan. Yes, that's my pastor. Uh huh. Uh, but I know he's big on getting men, young men especially, involved in the community, involved in politics, involved in social justice and social changes. And I think that is just phenomenal to see them out there, you know, uh, making a change, being a part of change, making a difference. So hats off to them. Um, and like I said, if you know a teacher, you see a teacher, make sure you show them some appreciation. And we cannot forget about our nurses. It's Nurses Week this week. So make sure you show a nurse. Shout out to my favorite best friend. 
my best friend, uh, Janae from Texas. Woo -woo. Janae from Texas is a nurse. She is a um, medical surgical nurse. Yes, she's out there. Um, so hats off to her and all the nurses out there that I know. Because um, believe it or not, I, I was I once attempted to be in the medical field. Keyword attempted. So again, you see a, a nurse this week. Make sure you show them some appreciation. Make sure you do something nice for them. And, and just do something nice for somebody just because. Again, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Do something nice for do something nice for yourself. I was talking to someone yesterday. My one of my friends, my stylist, one of my stylists, because you know I have a bunch of stylists because I have to like, you know, change myself up. Um, but Sometimes people forget that self-care, it, it don't, you don't have to buy nothing. You don't have to, you don't have to go be going to get your nails done, your hair done this. Sometimes self-care is just taking a few minutes and just listening, just sitting in the quiet, having your moment, allowing your mind to digress, allowing your soul to refresh, just having a moment. And it's all right. You would be, if you do that, I promise you, I promise you, you will be so refreshed. Some days, like for instance, yesterday, I drove from South Carolina yesterday and I made a couple of pit stops, right? But most of the time when I was driving on the highway, I didn't have no music playing. I was just enjoying the moment, you know, um, enjoying my own presence Thinking about the growth that I've had, thinking about the heartaches that I've had, and just being so thankful for the places that I've come from. So just, just take some time for yourself, you know, just disconnect. Whatever self-care is for you, make sure you make that a part of your priority. You need to be your own priority. And don't forget that, all right? Do not forget that. And if you need some ideas, you can always inbox me. I got plenty of ideas, okay? I got you. Okay, boo, I got you. But all right. Our time tonight has come to an end. It's come to an end. Now it's time for us to say goodbye. I have so much fun with you guys. So, first, giving a shout out to God for giving me the opportunity to walk in my purpose. And just for choosing me. Choosing me, little old me. And I want to thank my um, Brass Mill family who, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to have this platform because I don't know how to do none of this stuff. So shout out to them. And if you're looking to start a podcast, go to the Brass Mill website. Um, hit me up and I will get you contact information. Um the studio is growing. Um, Saquon is wonderful to work with, you know, um, and, and you want to be somewhere where you can just be you and be comfortable and flow in your purpose. And this is the place to be for that. And I want to thank my audience. Thank you guys for tuning in every week. Uh, you guys are awesome. Y'all make me get excited every week to be here with you on Thursday night. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So having said all that, I want to just say peace, love, and smooches. Mm -hmm.